Chapter 49. It says, listen, old isles, those are islands, but in those days, about every place away, you got to it by the ocean and you got to an island. All nations, islands is what it's talking about, the nations. Listen, old isles, unto me and hearken, you people from far, see, away from us, far away from us. The Lord hath called me from the womb, from the bowels of my mother hath he made mention of my name. Of course, there's a lot of controversy, but I believe that this is prophecy of Christ in here. He hath made my mouth like a sharp sword. I bet it was a two-edged sword. In the shadow of his hand hath he hid me. And made me a polished shaft, and his quiver hath he hid me. And said unto me, Thou art my servant, O Israel, in whom I will be glorified. Then I said, I have labored in vain. I have spent my strength for naught. And in vain, yet surely my judgment is with the Lord, and my work with my God. And now saith the Lord, that formed me from the womb to be his servant, to bring Jacob again to him. Though Israel be not gathered, yet shall I be glorious in the eyes of the Lord, and my God shall be my strength. And he said, It is a light thing that thou shouldest be my servant, to raise up the tribes of Jacob, and to restore the preserved of Israel. I will also give thee for a light to the Gentiles, that thou mayest be my salvation unto the end of the earth. Thus saith the Lord, the Redeemer of Israel, and his Holy One, to him whom man despiseth, to him whom the nation abhorreth, to a servant of rulers. Kings shall see and arise, princes also shall worship because of the Lord that is faithful and the Holy One of Israel, and he shall choose thee. Thus saith the Lord, in an acceptable time have I heard thee. And in a day of salvation have I helped thee, and I will preserve thee, and give thee for a covenant of the people, to establish the earth, to cause to inherit the desolate heritages, that thou mayest say to the prisoners, Go forth to them that are in darkness, show yourselves, they shall feed in the ways, and their pastures shall be in all high places, they shall not hunger, nor thirst, neither shall the heat nor sun Smite them, for he that hath mercy on them shall lead them, even by the springs of water shall he guide them. And I will make all my mountains away, and my highways shall be exalted. Behold, these shall come from far, and lo, these from the north, and from the west, and these from the land of Sinem, that might be China. Sing, O heavens, and be joyful, O earth, and break forth into singing, O mountains. For the Lord hath comforted his people, and will have mercy upon his afflicted. Now, I hope you can see in there the prophecy of Jesus Christ. Amen. You see, even many of these referred in the New Testament with reference to Christ. And so, 
That's what we have here. And the Lord is comforting his people. Isaiah 40 is a comfort ye, comfort ye, my people. And that's exactly what he's doing. Now at this time, Samaria, the northern kingdom and the capital, Samaria, has already been taken captive by the Assyrians. In a little while, the southern kingdom, Jerusalem, Judah, is going to be taken captive by the Babylonians. And in all of that, in all of that judgment, that's what it all was, he's given hope to his people. We're in a bad fix here in this country, in this world. Really always have been. And there's going to be, there is being, and there's going to be lots and lots of the pouring out of the judgment of God on this nation, on this country. I don't know when it's going to be. Soon, I have to say. And you see all the things working. And so God has a people. He has an elect people. Plainly says he has one. He is, he is the redeemer Amen. of his people. And he redeems. Nothing can be taken from it nor added to it. It is all his work. But now even with the word of God here, look at the response. Verse 14. But Zion, now Zion is the city of David, which ultimately is Jerusalem. So Zion was in one of the Psalms we were doing for Monday's lesson. Zion is the city of David, and it is the, a synonym for Jerusalem, the city of God. And so when he says Zion, he's talking about his nation. Israel. Here is the response of Zion to all of these precious promises. Zion said, The Lord hath forsaken me, and my Lord hath forgotten me. I don't know what all kinds of Problems many of you have been in, me, and all the rest of us. Some of us have been in stuff far worse than others, but there's big problems that we can all get into in this world. This world is not friendly, it's just not friendly. Actually, to anybody, but especially not friendly to the Lord's people. Jesus said there's coming a time when they that kill you will think they do God a service. That's going on as we speak and has been going on. In the Revelation, we saw Mystery Babylon the Great. The old harlot of the earth, the mother of harlots of the earth, 
You know what was found in her? The blood of the prophets and the blood of the saints. That gives you the blood of the Old Testament and the blood of the New Testament. So here's what I say about that. Mystery Babylon is not just Roman Catholicism. Mystery Babylon is the mother of all of the harlots of the earth that includes Roman and Greek Catholicism and all of the other isms. The mother of harlots and the wrath, the wine of the wrath of her fornication. What is that fornication? At and immediately it is spiritual adultery. All of the false religions. You say, well, you think you're the only one right? No, I don't think I'm the only one right. I think God is the only one right. I know God is the only one right. And I know if it doesn't square up with his divinely inspired verbatim, plenary word of God is wrong. Brother Brown said it there. He, Jehovah's false witnesses. They have completely unguarded Jesus. In their doctrine, in their teaching, they have said Jesus is not even God. He's merely a creation of God. Roman Catholics and Greek Catholics, and some of them siding in with her, they have put so-called Mary ahead of Jesus Christ. They claim they believe the Bible. But they don't believe the Bible. Mary, the human mother of the man, Christ Jesus, Amen. is not co-mediatrix with Jesus. She hasn't done anything. Matter of fact, Mary is where all of the other people from her era are in the grave but what have they done to Jesus Christ they have relegated Jesus Christ to a lesser position than a woman not Mary the mother of Jesus Mary the mother of Jesus said God my Savior. She's not the redeemer of anybody. Was not, is not. She was blessed because God chose her to over, overshadow her and impregnate her with the man Christ Jesus, the God man. And he showed way before he ever ascended back into heaven that she was not his cold mediatrix. 
anyway. All these other religions. Now I'm going to mention them all. So what kind of a Mother's Day message is this? It's a scriptural message. One that definitely needs to be heard, but probably won't be heard very far and wide because people don't tend to want to hear this kind of thing because it puts responsibility on them. Buddhism. Hinduism. Muslims. Islam. I like to call them Mohammedans because that's what they are. Followers of, of the pedophile Mohammed. And you take pedophiles, I mean, that's why they call Brigham Young, Brigham Young. That's what he was. That's what Joel Smith was. Adulterers. Anyway. So Zion's response to all these precious promises, the Lord hath forsaken me, and my Lord hath forgotten me. Well, he hadn't forsaken them, and he hadn't forgotten them. As a matter of fact, if you just let him say what he says, I mean, not that you can stop him, but in your own heart and mind, let him say what he says. The Lord's given so many fantastic promises. He says, the Redeemer of Israel. Redeemer, Redeemer, buy back from the slave market of sin. And he is the Holy One of Israel. Amen. So, Here's God's response to Zion's response. Can a woman forget her sucking child that she should not have compassion on the son of her womb? Yea, they may forget. Yet will I not forget. Behold, I have graven thee upon the palms of my hands thy walls are continually before me now that's the Lord's response to Zion's response their response is the Lord's forsaken us and have forgotten us the Lord says oh no and he gives us a probably the most pert illustration of something that is permanent and lasting in this life. And that is, can a mother, a woman, forget her sucking child that she should not have compassion on the son of her womb? Now, if there's anything in this life 
that you should be able to depend on in this life. It is the love of your birth mother that is nursing you and she has compassion on you. For the most part, when your mother dies, that will be the one who has been on your side the whole way through. Your birth mother, I mean, I, and I have to admit it, father, just ain't there like mama is. I know I'm one of them. I know what's in my heart. And I know I'm not going to stick with a child that grows up and becomes a criminal and a reprobate. I don't have it in me. I'll tell you I don't. I really don't. But I believe that most mothers, to one degree or another, they'll never forsake a child. Regardless of what they do. I've seen it watching those ID shows and all that. While these punk kids that go out and murder people, and then even as adults, serial murders. And they interview the mothers, and the mothers say, Well, I still love him. My personal opinion, I don't think it's love, I think it's perversion. Perversion. I don't think it's love. I don't know how you can love a serial murderer. I can't, I couldn't, I don't But they do. Some of them do. And just before they pull the switch on them, they're there visiting them and hugging them and telling them how much they love them. I don't particularly understand that. But it is for the most part true. But then on the other hand, See, the Lord says that rhetorical question. Can a woman forget her second child? That's a nursing child. That she should not have compassion on the son of her womb. And pretty much the answer is no. But then again, it's not complete. It's not total. That's not the whole answer. Because he gives us another part of that answer. Yea, they may forget. There are lots of mothers that reject their kids. There are. And I feel sorry for the kids. Every child ought to have a mother. Sometimes they get sick and die, or sometimes they get in an accident and die, and that's tragic. And that child's got to come up without a mother, without knowing a mother's love. And that's a rough thing to do. However, it can be overcome. 
but it's rough. I didn't have to do that. I didn't have to go through life without a mother. I had a wonderful mother. I thank God for her. I thank God for her that he saved her. But some children have to go through life without their own mother. And there really isn't just a replacement unless that mother has proven herself to be unworthy. You know, drug heads and alcoholics and whatever else. Some of them just don't want to get. And here's the rub that's going on in our country right now. How many millions of legalized abortions have there been in our country since 1973? The so-called Roe v. Wade decision, which was never constitutional. It was never constitutional. It was unconstitutional from the get-go. It was just the Democrats forced it through. And now they're demonstrating all over this country. They've even illegally publicized the addresses of the conservatives, Supreme Court justices, and these demonized rabble-rousers who are no doubt paid by the Democrats demonstrating in front of those Supreme Court justices' homes and endangering and jeopardizing them. Jeopardizing their and their family's life and trying to force them to not rule according to the Constitution. And they, they swore allegiance to this country and to the Constitution and Bill of Rights of this country. And they are not supposed to sit up there and try to legislate according to their wicked imaginations. They're, tr they're supposed to rule according to our Constitution and Bill of Rights. And then you hear that Illinois devil, Schumer, and then that San Francisco devil, Pelosi, and all of their cohorts, and that wherever it's from, in the, in the White House threatening the Supreme Court and they're trying to turn this country upside down to keep the Supreme Court from ruling on that unconstitutional illegal Roe v. Wade decision because they had a liberal majority If they pass what they're hopefully going to pass, all that will do will turn it back to the states. Now, thank God we've got a Republican majority in Frankfurt. And that 
guy that calls himself governor. You know, he's. I watched that derby yesterday. And when he presented that trophy, you know what I did? I muted him. I've never listened to him and I will not listen to him. Nothing but a baby murderer. First thing he did when he got in office was open up the murder, murder clinics, the so-called abortion clinics. Now, there have been over, I don't know how many over, there have been over 60 million babies murdered in the wombs of their mothers since 1973. However many years ago that was, 50, 49 years ago. Now that doesn't count every one of them that wasn't counted. So I suggest to you, when God says yay, they may forget. Well, I say that's over 60 million women that forgot if they ever knew or ever cared that they have a human being created in the image of God in their womb. Because at conception, that is a brand new human being. It is not the body of the mother. In essence, the mother's body is an incubator for that baby's body. That's a completely different human being. It's all just an embryo. Well, you use all those terms to avoid the fact that it's a human being. And any mother that is sensitive and knows what she's doing, she knows that's a human being in her, in her womb. She even talks to it. And that baby moves in her womb. That baby, at, as soon as that baby is conceived, that baby's already got everything it's going to need. Its DNA is there. And then they take doctors and nurses and anybody else. They, I don't want this baby. I got drunk. Got pregnant. Well, I'm not going to get on all that, but I tell you what, it's still a sin to get drunk. It's still a sin to blow your mind with drugs. And it's still a sin to have sex outside of marriage. Amen. Always has been, always will be. Hadn't changed a bit. He says, yea, they may forget. And law, there's never been. There's never been as many so-called mothers 
that have forgotten. As in our generation and our country. Never been that many in the history of the world. Now back in old days, with all the heathen, pagan gods, and some people just want to praise. Chemosh. And all the other ones. They actually offered their babies. They caused their babies to go into the fire, burn them alive. Do you know that I don't know whether the name of one of them in, in Congress, it might be that OAC or AOC or whatever her goofy name is, or one of them other Muslims up there from Minnesota, them people will vote for anybody, except somebody's got some sense. Well, look how many people voted for that dude's in Washington right now. They're trying to pass a law that not only can you murder that baby in the womb, but after that baby is born, I don't know how many months old, three, four, five months old, if you don't want the child, you can go ahead and kill it. That's up there right now as I speak. The former governor of Virginia, Dr. Goose, what, whatever. I don't know what his name was. It ain't worth remembering. But I'll tell you what he is. He's a murderer. He, he commits abortion. But he takes babies that he can't kill in the womb. He's too dumb to kill it in the womb, I guess. Or maybe he was drunk. Or maybe he was on drugs. Or maybe he was messing with a nurse and didn't get that baby dead enough. He lay, takes that live baby and lays it up on a shelf and lets it die from exposure. He admitted that on television. And them idiots voted for him for governor. Well, I get upset over all that. I think everybody ought to get upset over all that. I don't know why I'm the only one upset. He says, yea, they may forget. And boy, have they forgot in droves. But God says, yet will I not forget. Of all the things we've got to be thankful for, We've got a covenant keeping God. Amen. <clears throat> he said, I won't forget. And to prove this, look at the next verse. Behold. <laughs> when he says, behold, look. <laughs> There's something to see. Now, the commandment says, thou shalt not make unto thee any graven images. But here it says, I have graven you upon my palm, the palms of my hands. He can't open his hands without seeing us. Now, I don't know how he has done that, but let me tell you what. This is the eternal 
God who always was, is, and ever is to come, he holds the waters of the earth in his palm of his hand. Just how big is God? Look at Isaiah 40 and see how big God is. I mean, he had not only numbered the stars, he's named them. <laughs> the best our astronomers can do, it got star number FB6348521. They've run out of names a long time ago. They're just using numbers. But God said he's got them all named. And not only that, he's got his people named. <laughs> so much so he's engraving them on the palms of his hands. And thy walls, that's where you dwell, are continually before me. <laughs> you think I've forgotten Israel? You think I've forgotten Jerusalem? You think I've forgotten it all there? No, no, it's all continually before me. But what, what they're going through is, is, is the, the chastisement, the punishment of God. And they say as a result of that, you've forgotten us. Oh, no. Did you ever have to discipline your child? Now, I know probably most of you didn't, but have you ever had to, to whoop a child? And that child just cries as if it's all over. But you know, if, you, if you're a decent parent, you're not whooping a child because you want to whip a child. You're, you're disciplining him, punishing him or her because they've done something wrong and you want to correct them. You haven't forgotten about them. That's why I hate parents that ain't got the guts to whip their child, but then they send them to the room without supper. Get away from us. We don't love you. That's what you're saying. I never did like that. I thought there's always a cruel way to do it. Take a paddle and paddle them like you're supposed to. God tells you to. But then you're not whipping them because you don't like them. You're whipping or spanking them because they've done something wrong and they need to be corrected. That's what chastisement, discipline's all about. It's not because you hate your child. Matter of fact, these parents that won't whip their children, they're the ones that hate their children. That's what God says. Anyway. I have graven thee upon thy palm. Well, I don't have time to get into all this here, but I'm going to tell you. Look at Revelation 7 real quick. Verse 9. After this I beheld, that's John, the revelator. He's been called up to heaven in the spirit on the Lord's day. And his low great multitude which no man could number of all nations and kindreds and people and tongues. That's not just a small number, folks. I've heard preach all this few tribulation saints. Read the book. A multitude that no man can number. God can, but you can't. 
And they stood before the throne before the Lamb, clothed with white robes and palms in their hands. Now this, these folks are in eternity. And what are they talking about? Their old grandpa? They cried with a loud voice, saying, Salvation to our God, which sitteth upon the throne, and unto the Lamb. And all the angels stood round about the throne, and about the elders and the four beasts, and fell before the throne on their faces, and worshipped God, praising God for his salvation. God says, they may forget, but I will not forget. Behold, I have graven thee upon the palms of my hands. Now, if we look back to the origin of all of that, we got to go back before the foundation of the world. Amen. And you'd have to read that verse in, I, in Ephesians 1. Yep. Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who has blessed us with all spiritual blessings in heavenly places, in Christ Jesus, according as he hath chosen us in him before the foundation of the world. So well, God's simple plan of salvation ain't so simple. When did all this start? In eternity. And then in time, my, 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 what he has done. He sent his only begotten son. Verse 1 of chapter 49 said, The Lord that called me from the womb, from the bowels of my mother. He who had it all left it all and came into this world as poor as the poorest of folk. Left all of what he had in glory. And then in his life, he didn't have gold rings, ruby rings, diamond rings, for kings to come and kiss his ring. He didn't have gold lame robes and little red shoes. He didn't have all of that garb. He didn't have gold and jeweled chalices. He didn't have all of that. He didn't have Joel Austin's mansions. You look at them up, you see them anytime. He didn't have all that. Matter of fact, he said, the Son of Man hath not where to lay his head. Right. He had it all, but he gave it up, became the poorest of the poor. And not only that, you read it to us this morning, he came unto his own, his own tribe, his own nation. 
And they received him not. Well, nobody likes to be rejected. Think about that. Well, I don't want my child to be rejected in school. That's why I'm going to let them do anything and everything that everybody else is doing. Uh, it goes on all the time in most Baptist churches too. Because I don't want my child to be different. Well, I want mine to be different. I want mine to know the difference between sin and paganism and everything else. You say, well, they're, they're going to make them oddballs. Do you think there's a child of God that's not an oddball in this world? As a matter of fact, he said, they've hated me, and they'll hate you also. And the servant is not greater than the master. So, this thing of salvation, look at Ephesians 1. Verse 4, according as he hath chosen us in him before the foundation of the world, that choosing took place before there was ever a creation. Well, how could God do that? Wasn't any of us there? I hear him say, I believe in predestination. I believe God knows everything's going to happen. That ain't predestination, my friend. The reason God knows everything's going to happen because He has ordained everything's going to happen. Amen. Either by His permission or His causing. One of two. Amen. And the reason God knows everybody's going to be saved because He chose them. Amen. You can't deny the Scripture. You say, well, that's just of the Jews. Really? Paul's writing to whom? The Ephesians, are they Jews? Not hardly. They're big Gentiles. That we should be holding without him, without blame before him in love, having predestined, <laughs> predetermined. Pro orizo, that's the Greek term. Before determined. I don't know whether it still is where or not. I went with another fella. We stopped in Chattanooga at that uh, Tennessee Temple University or college, whatever it is. Can't think of the guy's name, the big pastor was there then, he's dead now. But I was instructed, you might know they'd get me, I was instructed as we went into that college, don't you mention election or predestination in here. They had a standing rule that the words election and predestination could not be even voiced in that whole building, that whole college. 
I said, well, I may not go in there shouting it, but you don't want somebody to come up and ask me what I believe about it, because I'm going to tell them. Anyway, having predetermined us unto the adoption of children by Jesus Christ to himself, because he owed it to us. No. Why did he do all that? According to the good pleasure of his will. I had a, had a theology teacher. So I don't like to hear God presented like that. I said, well, I love it. Because that's how he's presented. According to the good pleasure of his own will. Had nothing to do with our good pleasure. It was according to his own will. Amen. Now prove me wrong. To the praise of the glory of his grace. If you're saved, it's 100% because of the sovereign grace of Almighty God. Amen. Not because of your doings any way, shape, matter, or form. They say, oh, won't you accept Jesus? Well, wherein he hath made us accepted in the Beloved. I didn't accept Jesus. He accepted me. Amen. God accepted me in the beloved, in Christ. In whom? Christ. Christ is a whom? The antecedent of whom is Christ. In whom we have redemption. Oh, God, our Redeemer. And we have redemption through his blood. Amen. That was the price for our salvation. And this would be a Hebraism in the Greek New Testament. A Hebrew characteristic of writing in the Greek New Testament. Well, you've got a Hebrew that's writing this. In whom we have redemption through his blood, and here it is, in apposition. This is called an appositive in English. Further explaining redemption. Here it is. What is redemption? The forgiveness of sins. And what, what is forgiveness? Sending away. Remitting. Jesus said in the Gospels, your sins are remitted. Sent away. How are they sent away? Well, look back at the scapegoat. When the high priest leaned on the scapegoat, and transferred all of the sins of all of the people of Israel of God. Transferred them to that scapegoat. That scapegoat is Jesus Christ. Amen. And then he took a fit man. It had to be a fit man. Because he's, he's indicative of Jesus Christ. Well, I thought Jesus Christ is a scapegoat. He is. Well, isn't he the Lord's goat, the one that got throat cut and blood? He is. 
Jesus is the Lord's goat, the one that died, shed the blood. Jesus is a great high priest that took the blood. <laughs> Jesus is the scapegoat. Jesus is the high priest that laid the sins there. Jesus is the fit man who took that scapegoat and sent away our sins. How far? Well, he took him all the way out to a land not inhabited. And I believe it was three days and three nights later. And that fits the picture. That he came back, that fit man came back, and he didn't have that goat with him. Well, brother fit man, what happened to the scapegoat with all of our sins? It's in a land that's not inhabited, you'll never see it. You mean we won't stumble up on his bones when we're traversing through the wilderness? No, I don't believe they ever tripped over its bones. I don't think they ever saw it again. Well, he took it as deep as the ocean. Now, nobody knows how deep the ocean is. We think we know about the Marianas Trench, but we don't know for sure. We don't know that there's anything that we know all the bottom. He said as to the bottom of the sea. God knows where the bottom is. And that's where Jesus took our sins. To a land not inhabited. And that's as far as the east is from the west. Never get there. In whom we have redemption. Through and because of his blood, even the forgiveness of sins. Oh. And that's all according to the riches of his grace. You just can't get around that, folks. And we have forgiveness of all of our sins in Jesus Christ. No, he hasn't forgotten. I don't know what we're going to go through. I hope the pre-tribs are right. But I'm sure they're not. It's almost too late to get out before it all happens anyway. I don't know what we're going to go through. I don't know what you're going to go through. I don't know what any of us are going to go through getting out of here. What, what, what's, what's Satan and all of his cohorts? What are they going to do to us? They're going to do something. It's going to happen. I mean, it's just, it's, a, it's been happening. I don't know what we're going to go through. But one thing you cannot say is that the Lord hath forsaken us. The Lord hath forgotten us. Because he has not forgotten us. Amen. We are accepted, if you're a child of God, in the belief.